Hey, do you remember the time we were sitting at your house over on Stadium? And it was me, you, and Jerry. And we were sitting there talking about shitty internet service. And Jerry's like, well, I'll never have those problems at my house. And then all of a sudden, dude, you were like, well, aren't you fucking white? And I fucking lost it, man. I'll never fucking forget that. Hey guys, uh, welcome to the Average AF Podcast. Uh, we appreciate you guys coming back with us. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is episode two. Um, we do um, appreciate all the support from episode one. Uh, last I checked, we had, I believe, 140 streams total. That's what you told um, me. That's, you know, over multiple platforms, YouTube, all that kind of stuff. But um, we did get everything finally set up to be you know, pretty much everywhere. Um, so we appreciate it guys. Um, yes. Thank you a ton to each and every one of you. Yeah. Oh, speaking of each and every one, we actually had one listener from Canada and, uh, one listener from Australia. So don't really know how that happened, but we appreciate you guys. If you're listening. Yes. Um, I'm assuming they just kind of stumbled upon it or Something like that. I don't know how the fuck we reached hey, Australia, man. but you rock I with us, we you. rock with you. Thank yep. you, sir. Yep. Or ma'am, whoever you are. <laughs> yeah. Down under up in yep. here. Yep. Whatever pronoun you want to use. We appreciate <laughs> you. <laughs> um but yeah, guys, let's get into it. Uh this is episode two. Um first thing we want to get into is actually uh an album that um I'm pretty fond of and, and uh wanted to kind of discuss and break down a little bit. Um, I believe we're going to try to do some type of like review, um, maybe not on every episode, but relatively frequently. Um, cause that's what, I mean, me and Steve do all the time. We just talk shit about whatever's, whatever's on our minds. Yep. So. Yep. Um, the first thing we want to do is talk about Cal Scrooby's album Unsigned, uh, came out, uh, I believe in May of this year. Um, May 21st. Really? I looked it up okay. earlier. I think it was May. Um, I must have yeah, just listened so, late. I think I might have just listened to I it I thought late, it man. came out way earlier in the year, honestly. Wow, earlier than yeah, that. I thought, because I've been listening to it so much, okay. that I thought it had been out for way longer than three months. Huh. Um, but yeah, man, so I want to get your opinion on it and, and see what you thought. Um, so yeah, where are you at with it? Uh... So on the Instagram post, ah, okay. you put a spoiler. I did. That said, yep. Um, best album of 2019. I <laughs> and I talked to you about about this a little bit um, earlier, but I have I noticed these days. I think because of the whole digits, uh, the whole digital age of everything now, the digitalization is that a <laughs> word even? Uh, sounds good. Okay. Um. I, I noticed that I listen to more singles right. rather than full albums, you know, these days. Because before you had to go to the, if you wanted a single even, right. you have to buy the whole album. You may right. be able to find a single of the super popular songs. So but, actually, fun fact real quick, I'm going to yeah. interrupt. Russ, you know Russ? Mm-hmm. That's how he got the most famous. He actually announced that on one of his interviews. He said when he puts out albums... 
people only listen to the first couple songs. Right. And then it goes down and down and down as far as listeners. So he released one song as an album. And that's why <laughs> if you look on his Spotify or, in, or uh, you know, Apple Music or whatever, he's got all, he's got like 300 albums, <laughs> but they're all one track. But when you, when that comes out, I listen to every single one. Uh-huh. Right. If he drops an album, I'm going to listen to every single one, but not everybody will. Right. They'll listen to a couple and be like, all right, I fucked with it or, or not kind of make up their mind and go away. Right. He drops one at a time and he's like, that's how I got my name out there the quickest. So wow, that's a real okay. thing, man. All right. Um, <laughs> Sorry, I had to interrupt. So as a whole, it's very good. There's a lot of albums that I haven't heard because, like I said, you know, I've been listening to singles probably more so than anything the mm-hmm. last since 2016. God, yeah, up. I know. And then, you know, <laughs> life um, and it's just habits of going back to music that I already know right. rather than it's you. It's easier. It's easier. I'll tell you what, man. Before I met you. Like musically, I was, I felt like I, I described it in, to myself as a drought. Right. Because I had noticed, like, I was listening to songs that was four or five years old. And I was right. just like, I don't know. I didn't know how to right. give other people a chance. Right. And then when I came over, man, Delusional Fucking Thomas. <laughs> to this day, one of my favorite mixed, whatever, mixtape, right. album, whatever the fuck it is. It is right. awesome. Top to right. bottom, 10 tracks, right. 40 minutes in and out. Dope. Yep. Dope. Um, you would have never peace, heard Mac Miller, man. Yeah. Oh my God, a legend. But uh, I don't want to get into that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you just kind of opened up. It was like an ocean of, you know, like oh my God, like it, I remember one time I went to the basketball court just to shoot hoops by myself, and I put together a playlist right then and there on the spot, and of Mac Miller songs that I was into at the moment. You know what artists, you know. People that you mess with heavy, it's more or less you got three or four songs like at any one point in time that you really like. No, like when I discovered Mac Miller, (laughs) you had just had all his albums on shuffle. Right. So, and this is a Cal Scooby review. I'm getting off the subject. But anyway, (laughs) (laughs) it's all good. We got time. um, You know, I had like 30 songs literally on this playlist Mm -hmm. that I was so hard into. Like, oh my God, that's a dope track. That's a dope track. That's a dope track. That's a dope track. And then, you know, uh, from there, man, I've just been, you know, more open to, and I still need to get better at, you know, discovering new people and new artists. But Kyle's definitely on that list. But to say his best album of 2019, ah. So I, it's it's hard for me to commit to that when I haven't heard. Okay, so let that me ask much. you this. Let me ask you this. Is it is it because you haven't heard much? Like you said, you just haven't heard much content from 2019, right? Or is there something out there specifically that you think you might like better, or is it just the ignorance of not knowing? Um, because the reason I ask if it's of not knowing then you could say it's the best album you've heard so far. If you right. if you wanted to go that route. Right. Maybe not call it of the year. Right. But of the year so far that you've heard. Yeah. So that's why I'm asking, is there something that you think is better off top or you just don't know? Well putting it that way, it's 
probably the best album I've heard so far this year. Yup. Yup. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I don't like the beats and really? of themselves. No. Okay. Listen. Hear me out. Okay. Like, when I just listen, when I hear the beats on this album, they don't make me start nodding my head. Okay. But, and in my opinion, it kind of what defines a great rapper, a great artist. Um, They can take any beat and with the spin that they put on it, the style they put right. on it, the flows they put on it, they can right. make you, next thing you know, you're like, right. you're nodding your head to it. Right. I felt a lot of tracks on this album was like that. Right. When the beat came in at first, it was just like, okay, it's not trash. I don't want to turn it off. Right. But I'm not nodding my head. And then by halfway through that song, Your just the way hit yeah. Yep. And you know, the punchlines and the vibe of it, he yep. next thing you know. See, um, and that's that's how I feel about it too, man. But like I don't want to say the beats are boring, because they're not boring and they're not No, that's the word I don't, and they're want, not I don't want to use that basic word. Basic either. either, but they're right. they don't they don't do much extra for you. Like right, right. they're a solid beat and it's about it. It's yeah. a solid beat. Sounds good. But I agree that once he puts his flow on it, once he puts his style into it, and then just some of the, like, fucking, um, like, the comparisons uh-huh. to other stuff. Why can't I think of that word? Um, <laughs> but uh, the comparisons and just the wordplay and all that, you just, like, you start to feel, like, almost grimy. That's right. how I feel. I was like, ugh, like through yeah. the whole album. Yeah. So I just think in in a whole, um, and I have other albums here listed that I know you've heard at least a little bit of, maybe some of them, not so much, but I actually went to um, a, a hip-hop site, I'm not going to name drop or anything, but um, and they had every album released on, on the year, okay. every hip-hop album. From January 1st all the way till now. Things that are planned in the future they had on the list and everything like that. So I actually went from January 1st and scrolled down. Okay. Now, obviously, I don't know all these artists. These are like everybody, like underground, all this stuff, you know. Um, I don't know all these artists, but I was like, okay, I heard that album. Whack. Like, (laughs) I heard this album. Good. Not better than Scroobies, right? Okay, I heard this album not better like and i just went down the list and all the way up until this was on friday so what was that the 17th um maybe 16th what is today saturday yeah so yeah. the 17th yep. no 16th so it's midnight but <laughs> <laughs> um so every album up until august 16th reading off of that i couldn't say was a better album than his i couldn't now this is just in in the hip hop realm, mm-hmm. which is predominantly what I listen to and mm-hmm. what we listen to. But let me name a couple of these albums here just to get your opinion on them. All right, like in in comparison a little bit. So we talked about the search last week, right? By NF. Yep. Twenty tracks, much longer. Yes. Um, you could say, um, well, definitely much deeper. Yes. Of a of a album, um, of a theme. And then darker for sure, right? Yeah. Darker, uh, probably just as good word wordplay, or close to it. Um, just as good flows, but I still think Scrooby's album is better than that one. Yes, as a whole, and I would even argue he's got significantly not not it's noticeably better um, wordplay. 
Okay. Than NF, and that's my personal opinion. Right. Um, I agree. I'm just really not trying good. to look like on his nuts. Yeah. Like <laughs> for real. <laughs> no. Uh, and like you said, that's crazy because NF's great. We He's we said that good. last week, yeah. but um. I guess it just kind of comes down to the kind of the vibe. Yeah, that's that's what it comes down to. I, I, yeah, I was thinking exactly. about this too because there's nothing necessarily about the album that blows me away. True, necessarily, but at the same time, at the end of the day, I was like, I'm like, that's really fucking good, right? And the the album that gave me kind of that same feeling, which I know you've heard a little bit of it. I don't know if you've heard it all the way through. This was a while ago. But the Intuition album, yes. Intuition and Equilibrium. Yes. Um, I forget how many tracks that is. I think it's like 11 or 12, so it's a little shorter. Uh-huh. But that gave me the same fucking vibe to where the beats are great. Nothing like, you know, super crazy, but they're solid. Right. The wordplay is phenomenal, and the flows are just smooth. Uh-huh. And that album is in my top five albums of all time. Oh, wow. the the intuition one. Okay, and it's and it's not because it's the best thing of all time. It's right. what I vibe with the most. I just love it. Yeah, you know, on a personal level, it's yeah, love it. Right, and I might like Scrooby's album more. Wow, it's up there. I'm not. I, I mean, we. I got to listen to it more, I guess, and see how it grows on me over time, because now it's still somewhat fresh being only three months old the intuition album at this point is probably five or six so i gotta see how this grows on me but it gives me that same feeling okay i'm saying here's something right here for you so i'm listening to the album flows top notch we both agree yep but at the same time i do not feel comfortable calling him or saying that he's the best he's ever going to be i feel like he can get better but then when i thought about that i was like well then how okay because you, okay, so from what you said so far, you consider it's it's a classic album in your eyes. I don't. A classic, it's a classic hip-hop album. It's a classic album. album for me. Okay. I don't know if it has the, the proper sound, like a Wu-Tang 36 Chambers or, you know, okay. a Jay-Z album or whatever. Right. I don't think it has that same sound or maybe production level. Right. I'm not sure. Right. Um, but it is a classic for me. Okay. Okay. Um, see, I wouldn't put it at classic status, but you know, um, then again, we got to define classic. I think there's a few definitions for that. Just depending on who you talk to. It's all Uh, over the place. I mean, it's, it's, it's so subjective. So much of music. It's just so subjective. You can't really say, uh, yeah, that's a classic or that's not one for sure. But I wouldn't personally call it a classic. So then, you know, then the following question would be, well, how do you think you can get better? I don't know. Like, I feel <laughs> like, you know, at the end of the album, I asked myself, so do, did I know Kyle Scrooby better than I did before I listened to the album? I'm going to have to say no. Not okay. really. Um, Everything that he spoke about in the album, I felt like he can go a little bit deeper personally as far right. as revealing you know who he is and you know on a more philosophical level you know everybody talks about you know i mean he's got great lines don't get me wrong right um definitely a good rhymer great rhymer but the subject matter i don't want to say it's 
childish or you know or immature mm-hmm. but i uh, i think the only the next level for him would be to go you know to the point to where he can really touch the masses right. with his you know his words so let so, me let me say this to i don't i don't disagree with what you're saying uh-huh. but i think i've been at least a little more of a closer fan right. for the last couple of years yep. i know you've known of him and right you know all that but um to me i i mean i agree with what you're saying but he kind of went from young kid party guy right like every 21 22 year old you know okay and then he did go super deep and dark okay not necessarily dark like nf dark but like a little more personal in my feelings um there's a song called anxiety or maybe it's my anxiety that's super deep, um, okay, and it's really relatable with with what he's saying. Uh, Rain's kind of deep; it's more of a fun, deep song kind of thing. Okay, but then the reason I like this album is it's kind of has the same mindset to me as like Good AM did, where he's back to himself. He's learned a lot, and he's just having fun now. With All what right. he's learned, right. he's, he's got a little bit of depth to it, but this album's more about just getting back to where I need to be and just having fun. It's like a start over, right? Okay. So now I'm excited because I do think he is going to get a little deeper again mm-hmm. with the new, not necessarily newly found talent or anything like that, but the newly, um, newly honed skills. I think he's gonna. He's going to really take off with the next album or next project. Um, and he's always putting shit out, man. He dropped the album, and then I think he dropped like two or three songs after that. Like yeah, you within actually, a think, month or two. Yeah. I didn't even know about him until yeah. I came over the one time, the last time I was at your house. Um, So, I mean, as far as my review, that's all I had. You, do you have any more albums you want to discuss? Um, Yeah. Uh, just a couple we'll throw out real quick. Um. MGK Hotel Diablo. Oh, I didn't finish that one yet. Okay. Um, yeah, definitely hands down better though. Better. Yeah. It's got a much different sound. Definitely. I, I love the album. The more I listen to it, yeah. but from a hip hop standpoint, I I like Scrooby. Yes. yes. Um, I don't know if you've gotten to it yet. I know we talked about it a little bit as, as far as my thoughts on it. Um, Funhouse Mirror by Marlon Craft. Okay. Yeah, I haven't listened to that one nope. yet either. Okay. Nope. Um, let me see. Do you listen to the new Logic album? Yes. I told you I didn't like it. Right. I didn't like it. Didn't like it. No. Now, I would say overall Logic's a better rapper. Overall. Okay, yeah. Yeah. But that doesn't necessarily mean his songs are better or his right. content's better. Right. Or yeah. I guess I just don't vibe with the way he shows chooses to show his talent all uh-huh, the time right he's a better rapper overall but i like scrooby's album way yeah. better bars wise most likely i'd go logic i don't know but he's more talented flow wise i think in everything too yeah. but scrooby i just vibe with i really do um i got a couple more here i don't know if you've do you listen to the schoolboy q album at all I did. Didn't like that one either. No, I listened to it one time through and was like, ah. Yeah, no, exactly. Not me. Exactly. I felt like he took a step back. Um, Because, 
the one with that part on it. What album was that? Do you remember the name of that album? I no. Um, I thought it was a better album. Um, mm-hmm. I felt like he took a step back on this yep. one, but yep. Um, Dreamville, uh, the the kind of collaboration. I, I, I finished that probably a week and a half ago or so now. It's not better than Kyle's album. No. Um, but there are some nice tracks on. There's it. some nice tracks, man. But like, I just don't like albums like that that have so many people on it yeah you say you felt like it was overcrowded i didn't really get that vibe but i understand what you're saying yeah i i I don't know if it's just me or not but i enjoy listening to full albums like scrooby i don't know if you noticed had no features none zero yeah um and then this is just for me jumping all over the place in style and stuff Mm -hmm. which a lot of people like and i don't think the album was bad at all but Mm -hmm. I just it just felt like kind of like a clusterfuck, right? Almost, right? Um, and if you watch the documentary on that, you'll kind of see how oh, that came I didn't about. Know there was one. Look it up; it's on YouTube. Um, it's the Dreamville, it's the making of the Revenge of okay. the Dreamers Three. Yeah, and you'll see how it all came together and how it was kind of okay. Okay, it'll, it'll make perfect sense with what okay. you just said. Cool, good to know. Um, and then two more. Um, one of them literally came out Friday. Uh, Chris Rivers get to. Which it stands Didn't for. Know he dropped another greatest one. in the universe. Oh damn! It is a fire album. Okay. Um, to me, he has too many interludes. There's like three or four tracks of just like a 45 second monologue okay. of him or somebody else or whatever. And I just don't like interludes, man. I don't like cutouts like that. Okay. I want to like vibe through the album. Maybe one or two if they're proper but this is just like i just it just broke it up i didn't like it at all so he, he could have left them all off and the album would have been yeah fine. yeah they they didn't enhance the album at all gotcha that's the point of them too right. and that that right. failed miserably no, yeah <laughs> damn but the album's fire okay um okay the only competition for cal's album this year that i saw was uh ybn corday I started it. The and Lost yeah, Boys. Yeah, it started fire. Right. It did. I need to finish that. I don't know why I listened to it. Like, I don't know what brought it on. I've never heard of the guy. Okay. Oh, maybe. I think he did a freestyle on Flex, maybe. Okay. And I don't know. I saw something and just immediately went and downloaded his album. Okay. And listened to it. And I've only been listening to it for probably a week or two. So I want to give it some more spins. But yeah. That's up there with Cal's, but so far to me, man, 2019 Cal Scrooby Unsigned is the best hip-hop album of 2019. Wow. Shout out to Cal. Yep. Shout out. And Cal somewhere. Come <laughs> back to Ohio, man. We need you. Right. Back to Cincy. One more point I want to make about that, and then we can move on. So, the album title is Unsigned. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, why do you think that is? Why is he unsigned? Yes. Or why is it you just said unsigned? no? Yeah. Why is he unsigned? Uh, because you you just called it the best album. Um, um, is this his breaking moment? Is it there a reason? What are your thoughts on why he may still be unsigned? I feel like I don't I don't know if he does or not. Obviously, but I feel like he's taking a page out of Gary V's book and realizing he has plenty of time. Because right. I think, okay, I th- I believe he's around my age too. I think he's twenty seven, twenty eight, okay, right around there, um, somewhere around that time. And I, he does mention on the album a couple times that, um, he either turned down deals 
Um, I think he did previously have a small deal and it didn't turn out the way he wanted. Right. Something like that. I'm not sure of the background details. Okay. But I know as far as why he's unsigned, it's because he's choosing to be. Okay. I do know that from at least what he's saying. Right. And given the talent that he's putting out and the frequency and all this kind of stuff. Yes, man. I believe him. Um. Because, like I said, I mean, I'm crowning this album so far, and it's not like he has a huge budget, right? He's, uh, right, right. you know, going off his own budget, making cheaper music videos that match up and do well against anybody else's mm-hmm. um, sound quality, you know, mm-hmm. just as good. So I think he's kind of to a point where he's confident in his talents and doesn't want doesn't need it necessarily right and the right one will come along kind of thing that's my thought on it i don't know obviously but yeah i'm like um like i said i don't know his life and everything but uh, i haven't really followed him all that closely but yeah i would lean to assume that he has offered some deals but right. you know he's gotta um, be more than ever you know artists are realizing their power and mm-hmm. you know that to read the fine print in these, you know, contracts that these, you know, labels are throwing at them these days and, you know, realizing that, hey, you know, you don't have to, you, like you said, time. And right. you, there's opportunities. You just got to wait for that right one. And hopefully he gets it because, yeah, he's been working hard for a long time, man. And um, I just love to see something like that pay off for him. Right. So. so we'll end it with uh, with this. This is my favorite line from the whole album. Right. And I think it applies right here. He said, we can take 10 verses and shoot it straight. Your best 10, my worst 10, your 2 and 8. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. He said, look, your best 10 against my worst 10, your right. 2 and 8. Right. Yeah. You tried, man. You tried. You got a couple, <laughs> but you ain't shit. So, <laughs> shout out, Cal. Um, like I said, from what I've heard, I don't, or from what I see as far as announcements coming out, I don't, I'm not excited about any album too much more than this one yeah um you know i'm a drake fan drake promised to drop something this year uh we'll see if that happens he's got four months left right um you know october's his month though so i'm I'm on the lookout for something from him but uh other than that i don't think anybody else uh i'm really looking forward to we might revisit this back uh you know at the beginning of 2020 you know Still doing episodes then. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> we'll revisit it, I'm sure. Yep. To finally crown it and put in our research and all that stuff. So shit. I got about a list of thirty albums I need to put on there. You better between get now on and it. then. Yeah. I need a good Luckily, pair of Luckily I got an hour to work each day and I can have headphones at work. So right. I got um, plenty of time. I can listen to more stuff at the gym for right. sure, but I would need a better set of headphones just to okay. be able to listen to, you know, the actual Worth music it. more. Right. Worth it. All right, man. Um, so that's our review of the Cal Scrooby unsigned album. Um, I think it's the best album of 2019. Steve's a little on the fence just because he's not sure, but yeah, I haven't heard much, man. But I, I like your point as far as um, okay, saying that it's probably the best of I've heard from 2019 this right, far. Right. I'm sure he'll take that. A lot of truth to that. Cool. Cool. So uh, we're gonna go ahead and move along to uh. A little section of current events just because there's some things that came out in the last week that i think are pretty interesting um and nothing really crazy 
um, as far as, you know, well, I guess this one's kind of crazy, but um, we'll get into it. So the first thing, um, as of about a week ago, Chase actually, Chase Bank actually forgave customer debts on two of their Visa cards in Canada. Um, they're actually bowing out of the Canadian market, and uh, wow. they're basically saying you can have it. Don't worry about it. Oh um, my god! Yeah. So, I mean, I don't. I have no idea gauge as far as how much money they just gave up. Yeah. Um. I'm sure. I don't know too much about Canada, man. But you know, with the or banking, know, yeah, that too. But you know, they just seem to have their shit together a little bit better right. than us Americans. So if I had to guess, they're probably total combined debt. You know, under I mean, credit cards was probably one of our states. Well, probably, <laughs> but you know, uh, I mean, it's got to be billions, though. It has to be. It, you would ha- it would have to be yeah. billions of dollars. Yeah. So then they just gave. They just like you know what they just done. done. So I don't know why the you know the little bit of research that I've found actually doesn't necessarily say why. Yeah. They're pulling out, but they're just they're like all right, Canada, we're good. We I. It's weird, man. So it actually made me think, which I don't want to get too deep into this, but. Um, billions upon billions of dollars, probably, is what they gave up, right? Right, right. Plus interest and whatever. You yeah. got to factor all that kind of stuff in. Right. Why can't America just do that with student loan debt? You know they got the money. If Chase can give up two of their credit cards for the entire Canadian pop- population. Good point. I um, mean, we're, we're I, I would think, a much richer country than Canada or close to it. Right. And, yeah, I mean, uh, I like I said, I don't want to get too deep into it, yeah. but like, if they can do that, why can't we do that? It just kind of posed, it, it, uh, it comes down to greed, in my opinion. Well, right, you know what I mean? We just Americans are just greedy individuals, right. uh, capitalists to the right. fullest, and you know, um, I wouldn't be surprised if there was some, you know, uh. I believe in some conspiracy theories or things, <laughs> okay. Okay. but you know, I, I I don't think it's as simple as we we make it out to be. Sometimes, you know, uh, there's some things going on behind the scenes that, right? You know, we're just not aware of. Okay, I mean, I agree, but it's just crazy to hear that a bank gave essentially gave back all the money that people owed them. Yeah, on two of their credit cards. Yeah, I don't um, know if that means. I don't know if it's all of the Chase credit cards or what, but it says on two of the Visa cards by Chase. They just said, yeah, you're good, oh man. My gosh. Yeah, I have to look into why they did that. Um, I think that'll it's, give us some insight on. Yeah, it's definitely interesting. Um, I don't think it has any more information, really. Um, basically, the it says uh, last week a gentleman went out to make a payment. Um he owed more than $1,600 on his card, and he was told he no longer owed anything. Oh, wow. um, oh, so he checked gosh. several sources, and um, they just said that Chase forgave the debt. <laughs> what? Like, what? He said, I was amazed. But, yeah, I mean. Uh, in the least. Right. I don't get it. I don't get it. 
But yeah, I mean, he goes on to say how, you know, they usually just banks in general try to get every last dollar out of people, yes. you know, greedy, like you said, um, trying to get every last penny, and then they just abruptly left. Yeah, and said, nah, man, I bet, I don't know. It's got to be so much money. Yes. I don't know. Just something that came up that I thought I was kind of Im- impressed by, like, like you said, I don't know. I, w- I want to know if there's more to the story or if they're just like, yeah, it's why too much Canada work versus just, somewhere else? Why? Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, we need a little, I think. Uh, I don't know. It's just regardless of the reason they gave up billions of dollars yes. to be, I mean, obviously, like you said, we're not bankers. We don't know anything about that business, but. Almost anything is worth billions upon billions of dollars. Even if it's a shitty market and if for some reason you can call Canadian people shitty, which they're not, they're the nicest people of all time. Uh-huh. Whatever reason, you know, if you're getting five, ten billion back from this little bit of annoyance or struggle, right. you're probably still going to do it. Right, right. I mean, I would and I'm not even a greedy person. <laughs> like... <laughs> Right. So, I don't know. I just I'm I'm curious as to you know the the overall reason, and also curious as to if they can do it. Why can't other people, or other companies, or businesses, yeah. or banks, industries, or yeah. governments, or whatever? It just kind of put made me think about a lot of different stuff. So definitely interesting. Um, another one here though is um, Apple is actually offering a $1 million reward to anyone who can hack into an iPhone. Um, Let me see your iPhone right now. (laughs) Hey, take it. It's right here. You want it? Here you go. But um, it says all a hacker needs to do to get the million dollars is gain full control of an Apple device remotely without the owner of the device ever interacting with it. So basically sitting next to each other, phone on the table, and uh, getting into it and, and controlling it. Um, it says it can be on any of their platforms. So iOS, iCloud, uh, wow. TVOS, I don't know what that is, iPad OS, Mac OS, all the above. Oh, my. The entire infrastructure. Yep, yep. Now, a lot of people that I've talked to um, as far as Android versus Apple mentioned the security thing, which... You know me, I'm an Apple guy. Yeah. I just think it's the easiest. I don't I don't necessarily love them or anything like that. I uh-huh. just I enjoy the phones and Apple Music and it just the camera's way better than any other camera. I don't care how many mega megapixels you got, <laughs> but this camera's better than yours. <laughs> um yeah, I was definitely thinking about making my next phone an iPhone just to get a, you know, I've since Android's been Android, I've had one. So just to okay. take a, you know, so you've always had Android, always from the jump, and I um I don't know too much about the Apple breaches of of the past, but I'm pretty sure I've never had one with right Android, which I feel like Android um software is a little you know obviously it's a little more customizable and a little right. more free, right? Um, you it know, definitely is. So it you know you would think it maybe hard uh, easier f- to hack you know somebody's but you know apple being this the tech giant that they are right you know and you hear about all these breaches it's kind of crazy well yeah i mean 
to offer anybody a million dollars to be able to hack into their their stuff like I don't know about you, but I watched Mr. Robot, and, like, it's pretty impressive what they can do. <laughs> so, for them to just say, do it, we're kind of giving you permission. I don't know if they would get in trouble for it or not. Because if you hack into stuff, you're obviously going to get in trouble for it. You right. just can't do that. Right, right. But if they said, hey, Apple's offering me this, I wonder if you're legally allowed to hack into Apple now. You would almost have to because it's like an open invitation to make money, right? Right. It's like we will pay you to do this to our network or our platforms or whatever. That's Um, weird. I just thought of that. I don't, I mean, I would. Well, if the company's allowing it. Yeah, I mean, I guess. You you can't really. Yeah, but there's, there's. If you had a house and you was like, you know, my house is dumb secure. Right. Ashley, I want you to try to break into it. I'll give you a million dollars if you can bring it to my house. Right. And you broke into it, and but you didn't press charges. I mean, it's like, okay. Yeah, but at the same time, if a cop sees you breaking into this house, <laughs> you're going to get arrested. Right, right. So, like, I mean, I'm sure there's crime agencies and whatever out there that watches cybersecurity. Uh-huh. Trying to make sure people don't hack into shit. If they see you, are you still in trouble? Because a cop says you're in trouble. Right. Whether this guy's like, oh, I don't want to press charges. He's like, I just saw you breaking and entering into this house. Yeah. I got it on my on my cam or yeah. whatever. You're going to jail. Yes. I'm curious now. But anyway, <sighs> Apple's obviously a huge company, but a million dollars is a million dollars. They're not going to just offer that if they think you can do it. Because then if they put this offer on the table and somebody does it, they look like ass. Yes. So yes, it's another interesting thing. But why why do you want to go to Apple, or why have you been thinking about going to Apple? Um, just to try something different, really. Uh, I've always been discouraged by you know, um, oh they don't let you download music, which you know, uh, I'm a pirater. I'm okay. going to say that <laughs> right here, right now. Um, we all are. But yeah, and I get that. But you know, I, I really don't even do it anymore. I have Spotify has everything. I was gonna say that I have I Apple Music to. now. So, so I'm, yeah, I'm going. But legit. back in those early days, 2012, 2013, mm-hmm. when that was huge, and there was so many apps you could download that just download free songs. Right. Pirate like, Bay. Like, why the fuck would you go to Apple? Right. Like, and just have no, you know, no customizations, or you know, compared to to uh, Android. But right. you know, um, I I'm not gonna lie. I've always admired the cameras. Always mm-hmm. in their photos, they've always been, and Google Pixels really close. I, I would um, agree. I would say they're close, but they at the same are time, nice. I think a Google Pixel camera is advertised for like either eighteen megapixels plus or okay something more than that. Yeah, I'm I not think sure mine's a twelve. So it's and not necessarily it's right about oh, the number; gosh. it's about the you know more shit inside of it. Yeah. So, yeah, the technology. Um, I I will say because I did have a couple Androids and then went to Apple, then went back to Android and went with Apple now probably for the last five or six years. I will say the one thing that I do miss is downloading things off the internet from my phone. Right. Yeah. Because on Apple you can't just go to Pirate Bay and download something; it's not going to work. Okay. You might be able to see it in your files, really, like in the phone, but it's not going to play. I'm, I'm not. It's not going to play. That. Wow. Yeah. But 
like I said, I mean, I'm a dad now, so I went legit and got Apple Music. Okay, sir. No, not really. I had it before <laughs> that. But Apple Music's dope. And that's, I mean, I'm honest with people, that's like 99% of the reason why I have an iPhone. Which you can actually get Apple Music on an Android, too, if you have an account. Right, yeah. Um. Yeah. But I don't customize my phone. I don't really do anything with it. I text, I do social media, mm-hmm. you know, and Apple Music, and that's pretty much it. Um, and I just like the way that an iPhone feels. I like the design of it. It's sleek looking. Um, but, I mean, I tell people I'm not necessarily the best person to ask because I don't utilize it as a lot of people do. But I take videos and pictures of my daughter and my animals and nothing really else special. So. Yes. But I love it. I still love it, and I will probably yeah, be they take phenomenal. iPhone. I I'll probably be team iPhone forever. 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 Wow. Yeah. Calling it. I don't know if they're going anywhere, but have you heard a lot about? Um, they've been struggling. Uh, Samsung is too. All the huge ones are. They're struggling to get people. Like phones are just sitting now because everybody has a phone and they're lasting longer. Like right. I don't understand how they really thought that they could drop a phone every single right. year. Well, that was and people actually, will just continue to buy these phones. Right. That was actually one thing that Apple did, I don't know, probably a year or two ago. Maybe not even that long ago. But I don't know if you heard about it. They they came out, like somebody found out that uh, they would purposely either do something with the old software or... Because um, like if you have an older iPhone, like say you have an iPhone 7, mm-hmm. you might not be able to upgrade or update to the newest software because eventually your phone just can't keep up. That's just how it is if it's a little bit older of a phone. Okay, right. And say, you know, iOS 10 is the last one you can do. Uh-huh. Apple was actually caught by kind of degrading their own iOS 10 so that your phone runs a little slower so that you get a new phone after a certain amount of time. That was wow. probably a couple years ago now. Um, I don't know when that was, but that what? was probably a couple years ago. But since that came out, obviously they can't do that anymore. Like you said, phones are lasting forever now. Uh-huh. Because they can't do that, and now nobody needs phones. Right. Or they get an Apple Watch, and they think they're good, and you know, whatever. Yeah. But, yeah. Because now everything's shock resistant and water resistant and all this stuff. Like I have my iPhone now says it can go down to like six feet without worrying about anything. And that's without a case or anything. That's impressive. I don't do it because. Why not, bro? Well, no, to be honest with you. And this is kind of a uh, FYI for people that are listening that might not know. Um, all these phones even Androids or whatever, they all say water-resistant. They don't say waterproof. Because even, and it will tell you, it should be able to be submerged up to 15 feet or 30 feet or whatever. Mm -hmm. But if you do that and it damages it, it's still not covered under warranty. Because it's water-resistant. It's not waterproof. So they're saying it should be able to, but if you have a crack in your screen or something, Uh or if something's a little off... It's possible that it might not, you know, might not live through that. Right. And no matter what, it's still not under warranty. Now it has water damage and you're screwed. Right. So, wow. and I, I found that out from working for AT&T Tech Support. Okay. Um, we had to deal with that all the time. People are trying to do warranty claims 
And they're like, yeah, you know, it got wet, but it's okay because it's waterproof. And you're like, man, like, because I was a supervisor too, and I had to get on there when people escalated, be like, man, like, go read the website again because it says water resistant. Right. They do not cover liquid damage. And I believe it actually says it in the very fine print, which nobody ever reads. Yeah. But, you know, you know, liquid damage does void warranty. And got on plenty of escalations about that. Plenty of people were pissed off. But at the end of the day, that's them hearing waterproof. But it, they never said waterproof. They said water resistant. Uh-huh. So, or they might say it can resist water up to 30 feet. That sounds like waterproof to most people up to 30 feet. Right. It's not what it means. Crazy. Yeah, I was Sneaky. a little... A little... Right. You're right. A bit deceptive, but... Right. But... That's how all companies are. <laughs> um, so that was a, a little current event section. Um, that was just some stuff I, I heard over the week I thought would be kind of good to to bring up and just interesting points at least. Um, but we did uh, actually get some fan questions as well. Um, so we we appreciate everybody for, for sending those in. Um, keep doing it. Uh, we've had a couple questions that kind of need a little more thought sometimes so we might push it off till you know the next week or something like that but we'll definitely get to it you know so keep submitting them uh, please and and i think they're fun i think um especially in our first episode i think that was probably one of the best yeah. kind of segments we had so uh-huh. Uh-huh. um so let's start here the first one was actually from let me see uh my buddy shane I used to work with him. Um, now, he did kind of ask this question in regards to our previous uh, employer. Um, but I, I kind of want to broaden it because obviously Steve didn't work with us or anything like that. Um, so he said, um, and with this said, we were both in, myself was in management and Steve's been in management before too. So we're yeah. kind of putting that perspective on it as well. Um, but he said, what things did you learn about people's lack of ambition to better themselves? Um, and what did you learn about people by working, you know, at uh, your current place or a previous place? Um, and any life lessons learned um, while working? So I'll let you go ahead and start that. Um, what did you learn about people or life lessons or anything like that about either your current job or a previous job? Okay, so let me give you a little bit of a background. Um, where I work, I was, what's called pretty much an inventory supervisor where we, um, are in charge of whatever trucks come in with, um, freight. We are to unload those trucks and we have certain times that we, you know, are supposed to meet and all of that type of thing. Um, the biggest thing that I learned from managing a job like that I, it's really hard for me to look positive on any sort of corporation that is bigger than maybe a state or two. Okay. Um, like Walmart, I feel like it's way too big. It's, it, it, they have to have some good stores or else they wouldn't be as big as they are. Right. But the stores that, you know, I've heard about or the one that I work at, um, you know, there's just so much going on that nobody, seems to be able to effectively manage the workload 
okay. that it that it takes to do all the stuff. Like Walmart is a very ambitious company, but they don't have very the resources that it, it requires to run this the way they want it to be ran. It's just not. So everything that they everything that they do is at eighty percent rather than a hundred percent. If it was a little and less, yeah, yeah. Um, I feel that. And you know, with the place like Walmart. I mean, it's entry level for almost anybody. As long as you don't have a felony, for the most part, you can right. get in. So, you know, when the busy seasons hit, you know, they just kind of hire anybody. Um, so that, you know, being a supervisor there, you realize that, you know, I I was very optimistic with my job when I went in. Hey, I'm going to go in and I'm going to do the best I you know, can. I will change this. I want to change that, you know. But you learn real quick that you're only in control of so much. Right. And especially in a huge corporation like Walmart. Um, for example, quick example, we aren't in, included in, in the hiring process. So you would think what an apartment manager or, you know, a supervisor who has to monitor these people, you would have some sort of input on who gets in the door. Right. I'm not who, saying you have to make the final decision. Right. Who's on your team. Yeah. Who right. you have to work with. Right. And no, it's just kind of this thing of, well, here you go. We hired these people. What? You're not getting stuff done? What? Right. What, what? What's the hold up? You know, right. we got you people. Like, no, that's. You got shit people. Exactly. <laughs> and then they right. expect you to perform when they just give you whoever comes off the street, pretty much. Right. Whoever applies. You know what I mean? And I get, you know, there's a lot of great workers that just uh, is not going to apply to Walmart. Right. Or that don't want to work the shifts that are required, you know, that you have to work. But they could definitely be a little bit more selective. Right. I mean, some of these people, and I hate to, you know, I've learned, I've come a long way in not, you know, judging people as soon as they walk in the door. But I'm sorry. You can just look at some of these people right. with a you physical job. Yeah. You like, you know what I mean? It's just like, this is not going to work out. Why don't you save us both some time? <laughs> right. And just not hire this guy or put him right. somewhere else. Don't put him on my you gotta, team. You got to think of all the back end work, too, that goes into hiring somebody. And it's like, you know this dude's a piece of shit. Like yes. you know it. If you had a ten minute conversation with him in an interview, you know he's stumbling upon it. Yes. You know, like stumbling through it and not answering things fully. And he's yeah. like, I don't know, man. I just I got a baby and and I mean, you know, like she's when you hungry. show up to your <laughs> your interview in pajamas. Oh shit! Did somebody do that? People do that all the time, man. At Walmart. No. Yeah. When you like, they'll come in with Tweety pants and a. You know, uh, I mean, that might it might not be a T-shirt, but it ain't nothing that you know what I mean. Flip flops, Jesus. People just li- and they'll hire some of these people, man. And it's like, well, we need bodies. I get it, but like you know, quality over quantity, man. But Walmart is so huge. I think it's to the point that they can't do that. They right. need people to work, and it's to the point that you know, or they're gonna have to shut down stores, and good people are gonna lose their jobs. The people that right. actually want to work and come to work, yeah. you know what I mean. Um, so it. Corporate America, it's, you know, over the years, it's just my opinion on it. Right. You know, I went to school for business. I, I plan on being in corporate entities, whether it be retail or whatever. Right. But, you know, just working in it from the bottom up and actually getting into management a bit showed me a lot about this ain't what yeah. I want to do. Yeah. I don't want nothing to do with this, man. So, so, same here. I mean, same for me. Like, you know, I've been in management i've been in kind of training positions and things like that and the training was fun um but that was because i didn't have to babysit people right you know like 
I might have a class here to here there, but uh, um, for the most part, the way I kind of ran class is like we're gonna have a lot of fun, but you gotta work first right. and then have fun. Um, but yeah, I mean, what I've learned from just being in a management position is I don't want to do it. <laughs> I mean, I, it's in one sentence. I I think I think both of us have. Obviously, we have the ability to do it. Yes. And I think we would be very successful with it. But I don't want to do it. I don't I don't want to have to babysit people. I don't want to have to look over their shoulder and act like a dad and like, yes, you know, all this stuff. Yes. So, I mean, his question was about kind of lack of ambition um, to better themselves. And to that, I mean, what I've found is... You can't, and this is something I asked right away to like my superiors, like how do I force a grown man to get back from break on time? Right. Like you can't. No. I can talk to you as much as I want. I can be like, I can write you up, you know, as much as I want and all this. But at the end of the day, if Steve's outside on break and he's 10 minutes over his break, what What am I going to do? do? What am I going to do? Am I going to go out there and physically... Bring right. him back in. Right. That's illegal. No, right. Can't do no. That. I like my paychecks. I don't <laughs> want to give that up. I I might yell at him or something. That's not me. I'm not a very exactly. aggressive type person. Exactly. What am I going to do if these write-ups don't work? I mean, I'll fire you. I don't mind doing that. Right. But We I, need people. Right. I don't, I don't want to kind of be in that position of, do I go yell at you? Or do I fire you? Or do I assault you? Like, what do I do? You know what I mean? So I don't want to babysit people. Um, people are going to just be who they are. Like, your example, people coming in with pajamas to fucking job interviews. Yes. I don't want you here. Right? No, right. And people are going to be who they are. If you show up in pajamas, you're not going to work worth shit. There's probably a statistic out there that proves that. Yeah. Like, it's just, you, you're you not going to change people. If they don't want to work, they're not going to work. Nope. And you can get through to a couple. There was a couple kind of winning scenarios that I had back in the day um, about people improving and, you know, being top agent eventually and kind of things like that. And that makes me feel good. But every one or two of those, there was 10 other people that I just fired because... They're not coming to work. They're not, you know, and there's nothing I can do beyond writing them up or firing them or whatever. So at the end of the day, people are going to be who they are, man. Um, Don't stress over it. I mean, it's just, it's just kind of what it is. Uh, Yeah. I think a manager, especially in a job where um, nobody's really passionate about what they do, which is kind right. of a, a means it's a to fill an in, end. You fill know in what I mean? resume builder. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, especially jobs like that. You just have to focus on what I learned to do personally that got me through the stint that, you know, I was in it is to just focus on m- building my own skills. Mm-hmm. What am I personally doing? Yep. Like, don't focus because, yeah, you're responsible for the results of your team. But once you, you, you'll get to a point, you know, in a lot of jobs where, um, you can only influence. You realize you can only influence that so much, right? Because people just don't care. 
Right. So I learned to just, okay, what can I do? What are the things that I can do to make myself better at being a leader, at being a manager? Right. You know, and just take that, that's in those lessons and, you know, apply that to whatever you're trying to, you know, your next endeavor is because anything else is pretty much. I mean, you can, you can ask anybody that I worked with at that particular job for the, the year prior to me leaving. I just told them it was a resume builder and eventually like it got out that it was a resume builder, but Mm -hmm. who cares? Right. I'm one of the better trainers that you have. I show up every day. I do really well. Just because my heart's not in it, like right. you can't do anything about that. Nope, nope. It's a resume builder. Yep. And I got some really good experience, and I enjoyed it, and I had fun. It's not what I wanted to do forever, um, especially not there. Yeah. Um, but like you said, eventually it turns to how can I do this to better myself. Mm-hmm. So. It's not like I just took the position for a resume builder. It was something I was interested in. And like I said, something I I believe I was relatively good at and had fun with. But eventually it turns to, well, you can't really help these people the way that you want to. Yeah, exactly. Um, And then just one last thought on that. Um, The last part of his question was um, any life lessons learned by working there? Um, We did cover that a little bit, but I wanted to make a point here about the life lesson that I learned early with that, with that job. Um, This was back in 2015 when I started there. So this was uh, a little over four years ago at this point. And uh, essentially, to, to make a long story short, is I befriended a guy in my training class as we were being hired in. Uh-huh. Um, we became pretty good friends and hung out outside of work and, you know, just goofed off all the time. And he was basically my best work friend. You know, I had friends outside of work and they're my go-to. But at work, he's my dude, right? right. Um, and eventually, we were both kind of in the running to... Um, have a leadership position and every it was known it was me or him um, and we were kind of competing against each other um, now like I said this is one of my close friends at the time and we both understood like this is a, a job and an opportunity to better ourselves so we didn't want to we didn't want to hinder each other mm-hmm. in you know getting this position but we also wanted the position, right? I didn't mm-hmm. want to take it away from my friend, but at the same time, like, I need to take it away from him. Right. Like, you know what I mean? And he felt the same way. Right. And we had conversations because we were really good friends. Like, hey, you know, I hope you get it, but I also hope I get it, right. you know? Right. And eventually, man, after it happened, we we kind of, you know, I got the position and we kind of fell off a little bit and didn't talk quite as much and not necessarily that there was hard feelings but it was different now yeah and i still see the guy occasionally you know when i'm out and about in town and stuff and you know we always say hi what's up and we always say you know we need to go to a hockey game and all this never do but it's good intentions Mm -hmm. but the one thing that that job taught me early on is you have to be cutthroat to an extent so like that like that was one of my better friends at the time Uh and 
I had to go through him, you know? Right. So it, it sucked and it put me, put both of us in a awkward position a little bit, but with people that you care about, they'll understand and they want you to do better, even if they also want to do better in that, in that same spot. But it taught me, man, to be, to be cutthroat in the sense of getting what you want. Right. So, you know, I, I appreciate that one of my best friends wants this position, but I also want this position and I'm not going to either dull myself down or at the same time, I'm not going to throw him under the bus or, you know, not do anything cutthroat in that aspect, but I guess maybe cutthroat's not the right word, but more of selfish Yeah. in that yeah. aspect. I'm not going to, you know, like I said, throw him under the bus or make him look bad or anything like that. I would never do that, even if this is somebody that I didn't like or whatever. But it taught me to to look out for yourself very early on, and that was something I struggled with. Um, but eventually it, it got me promoted three or four different times within that company and without too many bumps in the road because I, I had an open dialogue with people like, hey, man, I hope you get it. But I hope I get it, you know, like, and nobody can be upset about that. No, they really can't. Um, But yeah, that's, that's definitely the the life lesson I took away from, from that job. Um, Once again, thank you for the user question. Yep. Hopefully we gave you a satisfying answer there. Right. Right. Um, But yeah, shout out Shane. I appreciate you. He was definitely one dude that, that always kept me, uh, kept me going, kept me on my toes. So, (laughs) um, Next question here is uh, from my dude, Brian. He actually worked at the same place um, as me and Shane did. Um, But he said, what is your favorite sports memory you had as a kid, either playing or watching? Um, For me, I have a couple favorite memories from playing. Um, I wasn't ever like the greatest at sports or anything like that, but I always played football or played football for a couple years anyway, played basketball for a couple years. And I have a couple cool things um, that happened there, but I was never a starter or anything, so I never, like, crossed anybody over and dunked <laughs> on nobody. But a um, couple things there, but really for me, man, was uh, the World Series for the Red Sox in 2004. Um, oh, wow. Okay. At that point, I believe, I don't I don't want to say it now, but I think it was like a hundred and like a hundred and twelve years or something, or at, at way up there. Yeah, before, I think you're right. Before they they won a a title, so um, for me, I always grew up a Red Sox fan. There's no real rhyme or reason for it. When I was like three or four years old, I just gravitated towards the Red Sox. Mm-hmm. Don't know why. Nobody in my family's a Red Sox fan or anything <laughs> like that, but. Um, they definitely weren't good back then either. So, um, it's not like I was jumping on the bandwagon or anything like that, but the world series in 2004, I just remember being like 12 years old and, uh, you know, staying up all night. My parents obviously let me stay up because it was a big deal when you're 12, you know, your team's in the championship Uh and, uh, stayed up for every game during the playoffs. And, um, but when they when they took that home, man, I just I literally screamed and I was trying not to because it was so late. Yeah. And I woke both my parents up 
and they were pretty heated not gonna <laughs> lie but then i was like they won they won you know and yeah. they're like oh okay all right like fuck nice. you but i right. feel it go to bed <laughs> but that's definitely my favorite favorite memory man um definitely definitely that and then they've won a couple cents so um but that one's the first time one of my teams had ever won anything okay huge nice. you know what i mean like like I said, in sports, we never really won. I don't even think we ever went to the playoffs or anything like that in any of the sports that I played. Um, so we never really won anything aside from like a single game here and there. Right. Um, so that was the first time to kind of feel a part of something uh-huh. and, you know, kind of win it all with the team. Right. You right, know, right. A thousand miles away. Right. But yeah, that was mine. Uh. Just, you know, I was thinking about where I was at when that happened. Okay. And um, I've never been huge into baseball, really, um, all like that. But that's when I had learned of the the drought that they had of 112-something yeah. years. I think that's how long it was. And I was just thinking. 105, maybe. Yeah, 100, yeah so 100, so over 100. Right. And just to think that, you know, somebody, um, I don't know if there's a longer drought out there than that you know before that right and to think that like this team went a whole literally a whole century without a championship that's like probably what three or four generations yeah of people not seeing a championship so just you know to any red sox fan at that moment was just like you or you just died and went to fucking heaven right really that's how i feel that's how i felt yep yeah i mean um and i'll go into mine with this but cleveland only had a 50 something year drought and there was a hundred i mean there's a million people up in cleveland for their parade right so you know to go double that right oh my god you know it was a true curse it had to feel like a curse to every boston red Sox fan well either way i mean with both of those i believe the the timeline for that started with the league starting so like you know that 112 the first year of that was when the MLB started or whatever it was oh, back okay. in the time yeah and then same with NBA that's when the NBA started or the ABA or whatever it right. was at the time yeah so regardless of the length of time it was still the whole lifetime of that profession so either way yeah they're both incredible feats. Yes, man. Uh, so, yeah, uh, my answer is kind of boring to that question. I never really played any sort of organized sports in school. Um, I wish my parents would have pushed me a little bit more. But now that I'm looking back on it, I think it was more they didn't have the money to. And they yeah. really put me in I it. Feel it. Then they would have had to put all my brothers and sisters in something oh, if they yeah. wanted it. And it was kind of like, eh, yeah. I guess none of you can do it. <laughs> but um, if it's not the Cleveland winning their championship, I remember when um I was actually in this room watching it on my TV. That TV right there. Oh shit. When Kyrie hit that three pointer yep. over Steph Curry. Mm-hmm. And then when he hit that, I knew it was over, but you never it was like, oh right. my God. Like I I, I, I don't think know I took a thing. breath for the next like three it's minutes. Like, yeah, it's with like all the timeouts and Oh my God, Cleveland is literally about to win a fucking NBA championship. Right. Like it's just like it was unfathomable that right. it would ever happen with LeBron James without him. It didn't matter, right. you know. You just never really seen it truly happening. And um, then I think they were up by what did they win by like four or five? Like yeah, not much. It wasn't much at all. But then 
at the end of the game seeing the clock tick down 10, oh 9. And I'm like, they can't score six points no. in the remaining time. I'm like, Reggie Miller isn't Just out here. Just completely. Like, right. It's not happening. Just completely. And yeah, just for the last like 15 seconds or 20 seconds, I was just like, this is real. They like, actually this is going to happen. It. And they came down from 3-1. Right. Yep. Oh, actually, I believe that's the year that the Red Sox came back from 3-1 against the Yankees. In the ALCS. Oh, my god! It was either 3-1 or 3-0. Oh, I think it was god. 3-1. Okay. I think it was. But, yeah, they they came back from 3-1. Okay. And then took that same energy into the World Series. Oh, okay. Yep. Now I'm starting to remember yep. that. Yeah. Oh, I laughed at so many Yankees fans. <laughs> like, I didn't even care if we won the World Series or not. I was like, 3-1, bitch. 3-1. What up? And that was... I mean, somebody correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure that's the the first time ever that that happened in any organized sport to come back 3-1. I wow. believe, because obviously Cleveland did it, um, and I feel like there was one other team to do it, uh, maybe in uh, a different sport, hockey or something, I'm not okay. sure. Okay, yeah, I wouldn't know that. But I believe there's only like two or three teams to ever do that, um, and I believe the Red Sox were the first one. Okay, Um Real quick, though, if it wasn't that one, if that's not my answer, it would definitely – I didn't realize the significance of it at the time, but I witnessed MJ's last shot on TV as a Chicago oh, Bull. Oh, okay. I was watching that game when he pulled up. Well, as a Bull? As a Bull. What about the Wizards? No. Because he went to the Wizards after that. Yeah, but – did like, he go he, back to the Bulls? No. Like, okay. he won his sixth championship. That oh, last okay. shot that he took off right. of Byron Russell, the step back. Right. You know, Swish, I witnessed that shot live. Right. And, you know, um, I was young, man. That was in 98, so I was 10. Right. You know, I was seeing it, but I didn't realize the significance of that shot being that because nobody knew at the time Jordan was going to retire. Right. And that would be the last shot that he took. And even, you know, if you're a Jordan shoe fan, you know, like, the significance of that pair of shoes that he had on. Right. Um, you know, when he took and made that shot. So that would definitely have to be up there. Um, but probably for me, what happened in Cleveland in 2016 yeah. was just beautiful. That was that was definitely uh, definitely something uh, to, to remember. I wish I had some personal sports memories. Um, I dream is playing on as a, a team, whether it be basketball, football, something. Right. You know, having that brotherhood and that, you know, that, you know, you learn a lot of life lessons, you know, through sports. For and, sure. You know, that you can't necessarily learn or that you learn earlier, you know, in life if you go through that. But. Yeah, for sure. Um, so one last one here and we'll, we'll close out the show. Um, this was actually from my best friend of all time, uh, Jeremiah or Jerry, um, as we, we frequently talk about him. Uh, been my best friend since like sixth grade. So, I mean, we're talking like, what, 15 years now, 14, 15 years, something like that. Um, but he he reached out to me and said, uh, if you could take the place of any actor and have played the roles that they starred in, who would you pick and why? Gosh, so Jerry, this is, just yeah. had to come with that shit, yeah. didn't you? Now this, because we actually talked about this a little before the show, um, kind of the viewpoint of this. And this is, he did say, take the place of any actor. 
So you are that act like Steve is going to go play <laughs> like the role that Brad Pitt played like or whatever. Like so it's Steve doing it. It's not Steve being Brad Pitt. You right. know, it's Steve being Steve in that role. So oh um, my god, I don't Yeah. Know. What what did you come up with to that? Uh so immediately I thought like, well damn, I'm not a huge movie buff, but what are my favorite movies? And um so I really love Home Alone 2. <laughs> I really love White Chicks and I really love uh Step Brothers. Okay. Um two of those movies are comedies. I really I I, I kind of put Home Alone in the comedy category because it makes me laugh right. a shit ton. Uh but I think being Macaulay Culkin <laughs> and Home Alone 2 would be so fucking fun. You know, I, I definitely won't want to be the guys taking the hits. Oh, oh the fit, you know, but how did he not have the time of his fucking life That's doing that true. role? You know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> yeah, so that that probably you, be. You what took I'd a go way with. different uh, approach than I did because that. <laughs> that's a good one um, for me. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> for me, the first thing I thought of was Tom Hardy. I think okay. I think I could. I I don't know if I could do it, but I think that would be also fun, but in a different way. Uh huh. I think I could be Bane. You know? Oh wow! You know okay. what I mean? I think. Uh, oh, what's the what's the movie called that? Uh, isn't it like Outlaw or something like that? The one that he ca- came out with and he like beats everybody up with brass knuckles and shit. <laughs> I forget what what that one is, but um, that would be dope. And I think I could play that just because of my kind of mannerisms and okay. how I how I act, my demeanor and stuff. Okay, kind of talk under my breath and yeah. mumble a little bit and then yeah. punch people in the face <laughs> that'd be super cool um and then like venom okay. venom would be dope yeah you know what i mean so that's yeah. me i i'd probably pick tom hardy's roles just because um because i think they'd be fun but in a in a different yeah. in a different way yeah um and i know somebody out there is thinking like the movie bronson have you ever seen that no i've never seen that um it's basically a movie i think it's based on a true story about a guy in jail that just fights everybody or something okay i don't really remember what it's about but it's something like that and his dick's out just like half the time <laughs> he he likes to fight people naked oh shit. like but it's a serious like badass dude okay but he just like gets naked and just fucks people up <laughs> So I know some people are out there thinking about that movie. Um, I mean, since I'm picking Tom Hardy, I guess I'd have to do that. But well, damn. I wouldn't be excited about that one, and that one wouldn't be as fun. <laughs> uh, do you think you'd be able to do like a nude scene in the movie? Or what would your price be? <laughs> <laughs> well, well, so there's levels okay so for sure though yeah <laughs> what definitely. what kind of nude scene oh um, like uh let's sex just say scene or like a shower scene or let's say a let's, locker let's, room let's say it's a sex scene but they only show like your ass you know, they don't show any like genitals mm. see i don't know price in in terms of relative to what they're actually getting paid okay because <clears throat> to me a couple grand's pretty good <laughs> okay but because yeah. i mean for real if if jerry came in right now and said hey 
you don't need to you know have sex with this girl but you need to look like you're doing it okay i'll give you two grand right now okay and i'm gonna film it right you'd probably do it right right i'd probably do it right so as far as a price that's kind of hard to say right right because it might be kind of cheap but (laughs) what do you offer right right what you got what you got like 75 bucks (laughs) 75 i might not do it but Uh, 150 we might talk (laughs) 125 on a nice dinner at red lobster oh for sure done 200 in the amazon gift card (laughs) Uh, um all right man anything you want to add at the end um any plugs anything you're looking forward to this week or anything um, like that my son's birthday okay uh i'm kind of pissed to be honest but he was cool i love him okay what's up um so he wanted the Kyrie Irving jersey brooklyn nets nice um he wanted a specific one you know he just got traded or he signs not traded signed right. with the net so it took a while for them to start having the jerseys for sale mm-hmm. otherwise i'd have been bought it probably had it already by now but i had to wait and then with the way my pay fell and everything i had to order it this past monday and checking out it said three to seven business days um like cool his birthday's next monday i should have it you said three to seven right them fuckers didn't ship the jersey till thursday and then it didn't really move until like you know in transit until friday damn so come to find out is the the expected delivery is on uh thursday so i called i'm like hey i got some bad news your jersey's coming just won't be here on monday so he pauses for a second and then he's like okay well does he did he already start school yeah okay yeah so it's not like a first day of school thing where he no no but he was definitely expecting it on his day i told him i'd have it for him but Right, three to seven looks like more like seven to fourteen. Right, so damn. Well, um, at least he was cool with it. Yeah, and it, like it's kind of a bummer, but yeah, and you know, I was like, well, you know, you're in school, and I have to work, and your mom has to work. So, do you want to mm-hmm. just do something after we get out of work, or do you want to just have your birthday on Thursday when I get you? And he's like, we can just wait till Thursday. Right, That's no cool, questions. Man. That's turning cool. nine years old, can't wait. And Mature then he's like, fuck. yeah. Right. We can wait till Thursday. I can wait a few days after my birthday yeah, for my dude. party. So nice. he made it easy on everybody. So that's cool, man. Yeah, looking cool. forward to that. That should be fun. Yep. Well, um, happy birthday. Um, he's not gonna listen to this, but happy birthday. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's cool, all man. I got coming up, man. Really. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't really have too much exciting coming up, but just work all week. So great. <laughs> um, but we appreciate you guys uh, listening. Uh, for uh, a second week in a row, um, check us out everywhere. Uh, Average AF Podcast uh, on Instagram, Facebook, on all the uh, streaming platforms, YouTube, all that kind of stuff. So uh, hit us up. Check uh, us um, out. Be looking out for giveaways. Yep. We're planning on actually doing a, a giveaway here um, probably in the next couple weeks, something like that. Um, we're not going to try to rush it or anything, but... We're going to do some giveaways for you guys, some merch, some exclusive shit. So uh, we appreciate you guys coming out and, uh, you know, have a good night. And we out.